the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, January the 31st, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today, on January 31st, 1958, the United States entered the space age with its first successful launch of a satellite, Explorer 1. They launched it, of course, from Cape Canaveral. Today, in 1865, the U.S. House of Representatives joined the Senate in passing the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution, abolishing slavery, sending it to the states for ratification. The amendment was adopted in December of 1865. Today, in 1961, NASA launched Ham, the chimp, a monkey, aboard a rocket from Cape Canaveral. Ham was recovered safely from the Atlantic Ocean following his 16-and-a-half-minute suborbital flight. The people at NASA decided if a monkey can do it, we can do it. So they started putting men in those space capsules. In fact, today in 1971, astronauts Alan Shepard, Edgar Mitchell, Stuart Rosa, they blasted off aboard Apollo 14 on a mission to the moon. Today in 2020, the United States declared a public health emergency over the new coronavirus. President Trump signed an order to temporarily bar entry to foreign nationals other than immediate family of U.S. citizens who had traveled in China within the preceding 14 days. Many said that that was one of the most brilliant moves, knowing as little as we did at that time that he could have made as president. Certainly, our current president would not have been up to making that kind of a decision. Of course, the left railed on Trump because he was being racist toward all of the other people that were not allowed to travel into the United States. Five years ago today, President Trump nominated Neil Gorsuch to the U.S. Supreme Court. Gorsuch would be confirmed on in April of 2017 by a vote of 54 to 45, I have been incredibly impressed by Neil Gorsuch, more so than I thought at the time, and I'd read quite a bit about him, but uh, I've been just enormously impressed with him. Not as much with Brett Kavanaugh as I thought I would be. And Amy Coney Barrett has been kind of quiet, perhaps being the new kid on the bench, She's easing into her role. We'll hope that that's the case. The Bible says in Psalm 55:22, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. That is a powerful, powerful statement. It is also inspired by God himself. It is infallible. It is true. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. A lot of things are trying to move us around 
today in our culture. In fact, many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago now is accepted as fact. The left is playing with the minds of the people, not just their hearts on an emotional level, but their minds on a factual level. We're living in a time when the left does this without blush or embarrassment. They will just declare something that is absolutely false. Such as, I haven't heard anyone say this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did, the sun rises in the West. And you would go, what? <laughs> but they keep saying it, and they keep pushing it down the age chain, and they're finally convincing kids in kindergarten that the sun rises in the east and you said but wait a minute I, I i was looking toward the west and it came up over that no it rises in the east that is the kind of crazy culture that we live in today many things many things just weeks ago months ago that we saw as misinformation is now accepted as fact. And that's how progressivism rolls. Truth is relative. Truth is not fixed. Truth changes. Truth is discretionary as to as far as what you want to be true and what you don't want to be true. It's hard for me of my generation to grasp that because I grew up in a time when things were kind of true or not true and everybody kind of knew it. A lot of people disagreed vehemently with certain things. Democrats and Republicans held different views, but they had a lot of things in common, like they thought America was a pretty great place. A lot of the fundamental truths upon which this nation was founded have now been pushed aside. And then we ask ourselves, why is this, why are the foundations of our nation seeming to begin to crumble? It's because we have abandoned truth. We have replaced God's truth, immutable truth, with our own truth. And the problem with that is when we begin to think that we are God, we begin to have problems because we are not God. Eve thought she could become as God. Adam followed her along. And since time immemorial, there have been people who thought they could become God or as God. And we do that today without a second thought because they'll say, well, that's your truth, but my truth is so forth, whatever it is. So we live in a time when people are, are just creating truth as they go. And that come, that that basically cooks down to what we see in our culture today. It's just chaos. It's just craziness. People say things uh, with fist on the podium and, you know, a, a scowl and a snarl and whatever as though it's true. And it isn't true. And they know it, but they don't measure truth according to anything bigger or beyond themselves. And that's what's wrong with us. We have turned our eyes and our thoughts and our hearts away from the Lord 
and unto ourselves. We have become humanistic. We are the beginning and the end. God is not the Alpha, the Omega. We are. And that's what's wrong in our society today. And as long as, as long as we have breath to do so and you support me, I'll continue to talk about these kinds of things on the radio. And I want to thank you so much for your support. We need it. These are very challenging times for many. And I can say it is, of course, for us, we face the same challenges everybody does. Our budget, the needs that are there each month to do what we do. But thank you for standing with us. We are blessed in this ministry by people like yourself. I want to thank you for standing with us. I want to encourage you, if you listen to this program, and if you believe what we're doing is of value, may I just urge you to consider, prayerfully consider, supporting us. We need your help. Those of you who listen to KPDQ out of Portland, in Oregon, and southwest Washington, we need your help. We're new on the station, and uh, we're not quite up to budget there. We need you to stand with us. So pray about it. And wherever you are, just pray about it and see if God would speak to your heart. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Interesting situation evolved over the weekend. Far left teachers union, they all are. But they're partnering with a left-wing journalism, a fact-checker, to inform school children what is true and what is not. Yeah, and it's coming to a school. This isn't an idea that they're discussing. It's a done deal. It's coming to a school near you. They're bringing in this fact-checker. They're a fact-checker company. They're a far-left extremist organization. And they're going to be giving, um, bringing in software for teachers to use about every anything that comes up in the classroom. They can check that through this company, and then they'll tell your kids, the kids in the classroom, whether that subject, whatever it is, is true or if it's misinformation. Last week, the American Federation of Teachers announced that school, public school classrooms will soon have access to computer software provided by NewsGuard. Corporation was founded just a few years ago, in 2018, I think it was. They described themselves as a journalism watchdog that flags misinformation in the news, this is on their website, in the news, an effort to better inform the public about what is reliable information. So they are now the arbiter of truth. NewsGuard maintains it is nonpartisan. I went on their website and checked them out. But Dan Gaynor, he's with the Media Research Center, that's their Christian conservative, um, he's claiming that that's laughable. He said they're not at all nonpartisan. He said they're openly liberal, far left. He said, and if you had any doubt about it, just look at who they just made a partnership with, the American Federation of Teachers, the far left teachers group. That National Teachers Union is led by Randy Weingarten. I've talked about her a number of times on this program. She's a longtime loyal Democrat. She's she's an activist, really. She's become a news story herself over the last year, enemy number one of frustrated and angry parents. 
She pushed for schools to remain closed during the virus pandemic when they wanted them open. New York Post has written a number of articles about her. But now that the classrooms are open, Weingarten has brought in this NewsGuard organization, and she's using the millions of dollars of dues from dues-paying teachers. She is, has bought licenses for 1.7 million teachers nationwide. And they will be using this app. I guess it's an app. It, it, it's a some kind of a device, but it's software. And according to Weingarten, students will be able to separate fact from fiction and develop critical thinking skills now, thanks to NewsGuard. That's a quote from her press release. They cut a deal with them, Gaynor says. They want to jam NewsGuard into schools around the country. On the NewsGuard website, I noticed that a ranking of the best and worst news sites for 2021, that just it, the year just completed, also reveals how biased the staff is. The pro-Trump website, Gateway Pundit, at the pro-life website, Live Action, that's, um, I can't think of the gal's name that um, started that, but it's a, it's a pro-life organization, uh, Lila Rose, I think it is, yeah. And so they, um, they are listed among the 10 least credible news websites. All of the less credible news websites lean conservative. And to very concerned, pro-life in the life of, of uh, live action, Gateway Pundit, they are conservative, like Fox and some of the others, they tilt that way, Breitbart and others. But there's no left-wing website of any kind that's listed on the worst list. Isn't that interesting? Without, I mean, I mean without exception, every worst news source is conservative and every best news source or credible they say is far left it's progressive among the top trustworthy websites on the newsguard list are nbc news the new york times the washington post and npr they are the most credible and this is going to be taught to kids, again, from kindergarten through, through high school. It's amazing. None of the best websites are opinion-based. They're all, there's one on there, a talk show. I can't remember which one it was. I, it's not, I wasn't too familiar with it, to be honest with you. But there was one on there that, that was listed. It was a, an opinion show. But most of it is just pretty much centers around NBC News, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and NPR. And that's where truth now comes from in the minds of NewsGuard and with their newly found 1.7 influencers, teachers, that'll be getting information from them. Gaynor says with uh, media research, he said the AFT, the Teachers Union, and NewsGuard partnership, he said it means that left-wing teachers and biased fact-checkers will work together to tell children, school children, what's true. And that's exactly what they're going to do. He says, and your kids, he warns, are going to come out of school even more indoctrinated. That's why it is so, it, it, this isn't new, but I, I just, I can't say it enough. There is a war. 
there is a, a an invasion of obsessed, maybe even possessed people who are trying to steal the minds and the hearts of America's children. They have learned well from the Marxist leaders of the past that if you can capture the minds of the of a nation's children, you can capture the nation. And that's exactly what they're doing. I know that's strong. I, I know some will think that I'm overstating, but I am not. If anything, I'm understating. That's that's the environment in which we live today, and that's the environment in which we're raising our kids today. And I can't I can't say it enough. Pay attention to your children. Pay attention to what they're being taught. They're not just being taught how to add two and two. In fact, they're being told in some cases, honestly, they are, that two and two doesn't necessarily equal four. It may be another number. It's relativism. And it goes that far. It's crazy. It's insane. But it's becoming the norm in public education. Beware. Be informed. That's why we talk about these kinds of things every day on this program. On a different note, in Idaho, there's no wonder that people are moving to Idaho. I mean, Idaho's on one of the top several, three or four states, uh, Texas, Florida, Idaho. There's a couple of others where people are moving to in mass. I mean, for, for social and, you know, political and ideological reasons. Idaho's a beautiful place. I've mentioned from time to time that how much time we've spent in, in, in Idaho, and particularly at, up at Priest Lake. We went there every summer when our kids were growing up, and they grew up there on the lake, and we bought a little boat, and we water ski. and I mean, we had a great time. They loved that place and um, went there for years. I mean, Idaho's gorgeous. But it's really the ideology that's driving people not just the beauty of, of the state itself, but um, they're coming. And Idaho's, Idaho's uh, the census shows that it's growing. People are moving there, and there's reasons for that. This is one of them, a resolution encouraging residents to mourn the innocents, innocents that were lost to abortion by flying flags at half-staff, easily passed the Idaho House last week, 48 to 20. And it had already passed the Senate. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. It's, it shows it, it's a news item. You, you should be aware of this. And there's two or three other states doing this as well. But all of this is a response to the craziness that we've just been talking about for a few minutes this morning. People are saying, uh, enough. Enough. Let's get back to common sense. Let's get back to truth that is based on something bigger than ourselves, which is and has been biblical truth. Whether you were a Christian or not, the Bible was referred to as the good book because it had truth in it that was greater than and outside of each human individual. We have become selfies in motion today. We get on social media and we become something that we're not. And then we begin to believe that we are. And then we begin to create our own truth. And then a government faction begins to affirm that. And then one of them gets elected to the highest office in the land. That's how nations deteriorate. That's how cultures deteriorate. So anyway, there's there's states that are pushing back on this. Idaho's one of them. 
This bill designates that every January 22nd will be a day of tears on which citizens of Idaho are encouraged, not mandated, but encouraged to lower their flags to half-staff to mourn the innocents who have lost their lives to abortion. Well, as you can imagine, the left, there are some leftists in in Idaho, and they've kind of gathered around the campfire in Boise. They always get next to the state capitol. But nonetheless, there's a lot of conservatives in, in Idaho. And uh, that's one of the reasons that they took this step. The state representative who sponsored the bill says she hopes the practice won't be needed soon. But for now, we're going to do this. And the legislature has agreed strongly and voted for it and passed it. At KTVB7 News is reported that, quote, Republican Representative Barbara Earhart is sponsoring the idea to acknowledge the loss of life from the millions of unborn children since the Supreme Court's decision in Roe v. Wade. In the resolution, Earhart lays it out. She said what would she, she said what it would like be like to honor the occasion. In the bill, it says, in part, that January 22nd, in perpetuity, hereby be recognized as a day of tears in Idaho, and that the citizens of Idaho be encouraged to lower their flags to half-staff to mourn the innocents who have lost their lives to abortion. She kicked off the initial debate explaining her idea like this before they passed it, which they have now done, very strongly so. She said, what we're actually doing is we are creating a day of remembrance, It's helping us to remember an egregious wrong that's been perpetrated on our kids in the United States and on the country. I hope we don't have to continue to remember it because I believe that in less than a year now, we're going to be able to celebrate because the laws are going to be changed and it's going to be sent back to the states as it should be. That is my hope, she said uh, on the floor, on the record. She, of course, was referring to the expected challenge to Roe v. Wade coming up. Our Supreme Court has heard, our U.S. Supreme Court has heard the arguments. They'll be ruling when they come back. They're about ready to go on uh, vacation or whatever. But when they come back, or actually in June, I think they said, uh, it'll be before they leave uh, uh, in June, they'll come back with a... uh, some kind of a response to what they heard. So we're anticipating that. And that's what she's referring to here. She said, if the court reversed the landmark case, clearly legalized abortion would be all but gone. It would be referred back to the states. And some states, of course, would celebrate it. But uh, others, like Idaho and others, uh, would greatly restrict it or completely abolish it. The Idaho legislature did the right thing. But the Democrats, of course, are just squealing about it. Idaho Democrats responded. They pushed back on the idea, specifically the part that involved lowering the flags. They've decided that they've lost the the case on killing babies. They have, the Democrats have generally figured out that us ordinary folks out here who don't understand what's going on in these state capitals, if you ask you know, pointed, intelligent questions. They go, well, it's complicated. You don't understand. Of course, of course. But they have figured out that we kind of know what's going on, and we've kind of all figured out that that's a real baby in the mother's womb. And if you destroy it, you're actually killing a human being. And they know that, but they now know that we know that. So here's what they did in Idaho, and this is kind of key to me. 
how they can pivot so quickly, the left, the secular humanist left, how they can pivot so quickly. They came out on this thing, and they didn't say, well, you can't, you know, abortion is a right and all that. They believe that. But what they focused on in this case was that this is disrespecting the American flag. Earhart told the left, she said, this isn't a cheap ploy. She responded to it. She said, this is about putting us in a position to remember it in our own way, doing something about it. But the Democrats said, oh, no, you're politicizing the flag. Is this the path we want to take as political parties that we hijack and use this as a billboard to carry some political divisive message? That's what they were saying on the floor. This flag deserves so much more respect. And by taking advantage of it, using it to spew whatever divisive message you want, is it complete? That's how they're defining the pro-life message. uh, To spew whatever divisive message you want is complete, shameful, disrespectful action to this flag and to, to the people who fought for it. How disingenuous can you be? The Democrats stand by and some of them applaud when these crazies burn the flag on Main Street, and now they're concerned about politicized? I don't think so. Who knew they loved the flag that much? Nancy Pelosi and all of them, they love the flag, and they don't want these pro-life people to discredit the flag. This isn't about whether you're pro-life or pro-choice. They said your vote today should be informed in a way, in shape and form by your feelings about abortion and its legality. This Alana Rubel, she's a Democrat, she's the minority leader. She said, this is about the proper treatment of the flag, period. <laughs> it's not about abortion. For private businesses to consider lowering their flags at half-staff, There's no mandate, Earhart said. There's nothing that would fly in the face of honoring others who pass on. But we will admit that we lowered the flag for many reasons and to honor a large segment who's no longer here, the babies that we've killed, I believe would be a good use of those who would like to join in with us. That's what this law is about. West Virginia, Alabama, Louisiana, and Arkansas, they've passed similar resolutions. There's a growing movement in America. It isn't necessarily organized under anyone's leadership because we don't have conservative leadership in the in the White House. But it is coming from just a common um, awakening that it's time to push back. It's time to take a stand. It's a time to believe in something that is bigger than ourselves, something like the biblical truth. So that's where we are Today, Peggy Noonan, a former speechwriter for Ronald Reagan, wrote an, uh, quite a lengthy article in the um, Wall Street Journal last summer. And I remember this. I looked it up and I added, put that in an article that I wrote about this subject today uh, on our website, faithandfreedom.us. And she says in there, in the, her article, it's rather lengthy, it's w- very well written. She was a speechwriter for Reagan, among other things. But in there, she says, the, the left has overplayed their hand. They have pushed it too far, and America is pushing back. And America is beginning to push back very strongly and very, very energetically. That's exactly what's happening. I pray it continues.
So stand strong in what you believe, what you stand for. Be involved. Be in prayer. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.